WordCon is back and live in the UK once again. And if you have attended one of our previous events, you'll know that WordCon really is the UK's number one event for wedding business owners of any age and size. After our last WordCon, we are more than ready to get back into that room with you, hanging out with like-minded people and building invaluable relationships and business connections. So let me tell you why WedCon this year is shaping up to be our best ever. This time around, WedCon is all about discovering how to grow and engage your audience, attract qualified leads, consistently increase your monthly revenue and boost your cash flow well into next year and beyond. Basically, over the day, you're going to learn the very best ways to grow your wedding business. And having started out and built my own multi-six-figure business, I realized that when it comes to building businesses, there are really a few things that stand head and shoulders above everything else in importance. And that is getting clients and customers, generating revenue and cash flow, growing your audience and having a strong team and network around you. At Webcon this year, you're going to be learning from a whole host of speakers who are already successfully using different techniques to grow their audience, turn them into raving fans, and have multi-six-figure businesses. So, so if you're a planner, DJ, florist, celebrant, or work in any other area of the wedding business, you are going to want to be at our one-of-a-kind event, WedgeCon is going to be your home and we can't wait to welcome you in November. For all the details on how you can secure a ticket and be in the room, head on over to the show notes and grab your ticket. We're really looking forward to seeing you on November the 15th in Kent. welcome back to this episode and this is a good little topic that we're covering today and it's the things that we notice in the six-figure businesses that we work with that we speak to that we network with and the kind of traits that they have and the things that they are doing inside their business that hopefully you can replicate and put inside your business too and we wanted to share them with you not just because six figures is the ultimate goal or anything like that, but wherever you are in your business, whatever success looks like to you, we wanted to give you the things that we spot that each and every one of these successful business people are doing inside their business. And that's what we wanted to talk to you today. And especially if you are looking to hit your first six figures inside your business, the things that you can be doing inside your business as well. And closer and closer, aren't we, to the summer holidays? I know. We probably need to do a little brainstorm next week, don't we, of like the things that we want in place prior to summer holiday madness. Yes, definitely got to plan that one out. We hope you guys all well as well, those of you that are gearing up for working weddings and juggling kids and juggling life. We hope you're smashing it. (laughs) Keep on keeping on, everybody. Keep on keeping on. Sometimes it can feel a little bit, Especially this heat. This heat has not helped. We've both had like, really bad hay fever for the first year haven't we and we've been 
struggling through with screaming eyes and really sore eyes, ears. Like little pinhole eyes. <laughs> and we're here with you. We're here with you. Yeah, dive in. Let's dive Let's in. Let's dive in. And I think actually this is number one, isn't it? Showing up. Keep on showing up all of the time. This is one of them things that you've got to be present and showing up in your business all of the time. Now, when I say that, this doesn't mean that you've got to be constantly on social media. You've got to be constantly in all the places all of the time. But it's about putting strategic plans in place, like scheduling your socials out in advance. If, if maybe you've got a wedding business podcast or wedding business blog, these are things that you can be planning out in advance to make it as seem as though you're everywhere all at once, but you're not. Yeah, and the thing that the six-figure businesses are doing and the ones who are six six figures and above is they are showing up on social media every day without fail. So Monday to Sunday, something is going out on their socials. And this is one of those things that helped us hit six figures in the first 12 months of running our bridal shop was we had a very strict social media schedule that we stuck to. And we actually posted three times a day, each and every single day. And this was pre-stories. So there wasn't stories available then, was there? It was just more Facebook. Most of our audience was on Facebook. Instagram wasn't such a big thing. Now I feel old. Yeah, that when we were doing a bridal shop kind of six, seven years ago now. But we were showing up three times a day, each and every day to Facebook alone. And I think it was probably at least once, maybe twice a day on Instagram. And we started to do that. Plus, we'd have a blog that would go out at least once a month. And Um, we would be inside of the wedding groups, offering advice to people. We were showing up doing lives in there as well. And it just really does help build you up as that expert in your field. Yeah, and I think it's about as well, just remembering big brands are still advertising. So, you know, we all know big brands, Coca-Cola, Skechers, Adidas, Ford, Tesla, but yet they are all advertising. They spend thousands and thousands of pounds on posters at bus stops, TV advertising, radio advertising, social media advertising. They're still, even though these are household names that we know that are on the tip of our tongue, that we're all buying into this stuff, they are still investing money advertising in their business so that when somebody is thinking they're thirsty, at the till, the Coca-Cola bottle goes into their trolley and that's what they purchase. Or when they're thinking about a new car, the adverts that they're seeing on the TV is the ones that they'll go and test drive. And I think exactly you hit the nail on the head there it's about advertising and pushing more it's about showing up every day it doesn't mean you have to physically be doing it get on business suite get on whatever you're scheduling your content onto come up with a social media plan sit come up with a plan that is going to work that is because what we don't want you to do is sit and think right I need to be showing up every day so I'm going to sit and schedule three months worth of content which is how much you can schedule on business suite at one time And then I'm not going to have to check in on it again. And you do, because you need to be knowing, is this working? So you need to be checking in on your insights, checking that you're posting at the right time and that your content is resonating and then resharing more of that content. So somebody spoke to me last week and was like, oh, where can I schedule more than three months worth of content? I want to schedule like six months worth of content. And I was like, why? Why would you want to schedule six months worth of content? Forget about it. And I was like, no you can't forget about it your engagement will massively drop you don't know the trends that are going to come up inside of the industry it was somebody that worked in a different field you don't know what you need to be reactive 
for what you might algorithm post could change it might not be in good taste I was like definitely schedule a month two months in advance that's fine and leave room for kind of posting on the fly as well you can schedule stories now you can schedule reels now so these are things once you've got yourself into a routine it becomes much much easier doesn't it it just comes second nature and I think my biggest tip is and this is something that I only learned recently really is that when you're in that creative state of kind of planning your schedules out is to rather than planning it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, plan it out by the type of post. So if you're mapping out all your educational posts, create those posts first. So you know that on a Monday, an educational post is going out and create a month's worth of those. And then that's those done and then move on to the next kind of post. So if you wanted to create some promo posts, create four of those and then schedule them out to go out on a Wednesday every single week. And that's a much better way to do it because you're in that flow of ideas in that certain area rather than flitting from, I've got to make a promo post and then I've got to go and find some educational content. If you do it in sections, it's a lot easier. Yeah. The second thing that we find is that people are in their numbers. They're in their banking apps. They're looking at what's going out and they are reviewing I am constantly saying to Roxy, where can we go and save some money? Constantly. Always. From that <laughs> eye roll. Every pound you save in your business is worth at least two pounds to you because you're not having to go out and chase that money. So every pound that you are able to save is worth so much more than a pound. So quite often I'll go and say, can we negotiate a better deal with some of the products that we're using? We've been using zoom for a couple of years now what discounts are out there now or can we go and approach zoom and say look we love the product what offer can you give us we've been using you for a really long time what things are we not using anymore i think we pay we paid for a really long time for kind of a timer app that would put a timer on our emails that we probably used once every six months which would do like a little timer that would go down to say that an offer was ending and i think we paid that on a monthly basis for about two years before we were like how many times have we actually used this yeah I mean, it, it's just one of those things that takes three minutes to delete off and then we can always buy it if we need it anyway. Yeah, and it's not just about what money can I save in my business, but it's also where is my money coming in? So, you know, what deposits are already in your account? What's late? Are we chasing up the late people? Do we have a process in place to do that inside of our business? You know, how much money is going to be in my bank, cash in the bank at the end of the month? Is that enough? for me to cover and it's not just about looking at what is coming in it's also about what is going out as well so you know revenue is vanity and profit is sanity so if you're only looking at the revenue and thinking oh my god like this is amazing I'm pulling in all of this but all of this money you've got a hard shot coming to you because you're not looking actually what the profit is on that are you even making any profit is there enough profit there we like to split our banking don't we up we do yeah we like to put a certain percentage away for VAT or tax so at the end of the year that we know there is no nasty surprise coming when our tax bill comes each and every pound we make in our business a portion of that money goes into another account that sits there Roxy's looking at me scared right now <laughs> that sits there it's funny because the the banking app just pinged me the notification I was like oh it's the oh, money. is that money <laughs> we're also talking about money have we and it's about you having an eye on the numbers as well so that you don't have any nasty shocks at the end of the year and you think 
oh, well, I'm going to end this year on £40,000 profit, but then you get a bill for eleven grand. Can you afford that bill? The people who are successful in their business and the very, very successful people that we've networked with and spoken with that are only millions plus are actually looking at the numbers every day. And there is no excuse. Even if you have an accountant or someone that does this for you, it's still very important that you have your numbers. And it might be, like me, in the past, not been so like up on the numbers or know a lot about the financial side of business, but learn. Learn it, get to know it, and get comfortable in that money zone. Cash is king. Yeah. I love and that. Cash is king. Your accountant isn't going to care like, if you're making money or not. That's not what no. they're there to do. They're there to make sure that your tax is paid at the end of the year, your tax return is filed, and that's what they're to do, they're to do on the base level. Take responsibility for this. Look into your accounts. Look at your accounts as often as possible at least weekly at least you want to be going in making sure that everything looks okay i'd say once a quarter check are you using all the subscriptions you're paying for is there anything there that you could save some money inside your business could you go and negotiate some better rates with some suppliers that you're ordering from perhaps maybe you were on like a new rate where you had to order more and now you've actually been with that supplier for 12 months maybe they could drop your minimum order down what can you look at to save money as well? It's not just about making money inside your business. So the third thing that successful entrepreneurs and business people in the wedding industry are doing, the ones that are reaching six figures plus, is that they are following up with everybody. And quite often, they've got a system to help them do that really important this one as well because if you aren't currently doing this you are missing out on a trick and I know that we've briefly covered this in one of the previous podcasts that we did we every time we have a conversation a sales conversation whether it's in our inbox like dms whatever we make a note of that person where we have spoken them spoken to them from so that then we can follow up in the event that they don't get back to us and we have a huge list don't we yeah, and this can be the same for you because people don't buy right now for loads of reasons. And it might not be a no for forever. It could just be a no for right now. Or maybe they haven't even told you no yet. And the successful people are following up. They've got a system to follow up, maybe two, three times before they close the lead off. And then perhaps even three months time, you could come back to it and be like, hey, I'm... Um, just wanted to have a check-in how's the wedding planning going something to open up that conversation again so that you can reopen that conversation and have an opportunity to sell as well and this is what we will do right? we'll have a list of everybody yeah. that we've had conversations with what stage were they at what stage of the buying journey they were at some people will still be in their research phase some people might have only just found out about you and are not quite ready to book yet or they want to go and talk to six other planners before they come back to you but it's for whatever reason and I did it the other day. Our VA, we had a conversation with the VA in our emails. I hadn't got back to him. We probably get 50 emails a day. So that's very quickly that, that can get lost. And he followed up with me, sent me another email. I was like, hey, Katie, just wanted to see where you were at. With just bumping this up the emails. And just wanted to see where you were at. Are you ready to go ahead? And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Like I've actually been meaning to get back to you I've just totally forgot and that can be the same for your clients as well so if you're somebody that is not following up that is putting all the onus on your client to get in touch with you 
you are missing a trick. And I know a story actually of somebody that followed up nine times, got, was ghosted so many times in that nine times. And the ninth time they booked and they spent a fortune with her. Oh, wow. It, it just was that they'd missed each other. They were extremely busy. They were spending a lot on their wedding and they'd just not been able to get hold of each other. And she continued to email. She really wanted the wedding and nine times. Now, nine times might sound excessive to you and it might not align with where you feel comfortable. We, you know, we usually just look where we start to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like we get the ick a little bit and we're like, okay, have we pushed this too hard? Because some people will just flat out ignore you. And we get that, don't we? People that are really interested, want to jump on a call with us, super interested, will like, yes please send me over some more information and the invoice every freebie that we send them and then they say yes on the phone and then they ghost us and then we're like okay how many times do we follow up with this person now um, and three four times is usually about right for us isn't it sometimes we'll ring them again or we'll send them a text message and say oh yeah sorry that we missed each other really looking forward to working with you and I think that's another thing to know it's okay to tell people that you really want to work with yeah. and that can be a nice kind of way to get that conversation opening back up again but that is definitely something that all yeah six-figure entrepreneurs are doing and I think just on a quick note on that when you follow up it doesn't have to fill you with dread and anxiety it doesn't have to be in a salesy way you can literally just be like hey like I know you're busy because you've listened to what they've said when you've spoken to them. So you've taken notes about them. Use that. Just following up to see how you are. And if you got my last email, done. That's all you need to do. You can yeah? also make this for you. Something yeah. that we are definitely on the gravy chain this year about. And something that I've always had an interest in, actually. I've always wanted to work with mentors. I've taken, because I did quite a lot of work with the Princess Trust. And I would go and teach for them quite often. It would put me in touch with some good company so I remember being in touch with Deloitte, Apple, a really high up accounting firm and they would all offer me bits of advice or offer to look over the business and I was like yes 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 yes. as much as I can take as much as I can take but I think even more so now and I think a little bit more you as well they are continuously learning they don't look at it like okay I've honed my craft now I'm comfortable where I'm at because it can all change tomorrow. The scope of weddings change, trends change, equipment gets better, technology gets better, the way we market our businesses changes. The couples, like buying habits change. Absolutely. And yes, there will be some things that just stand the test of time, the psychology of buying, the buying principles of how we get people to say yes, pretty much haven't changed. Like psychology is very slow to change in the human race, but the business landscape is always evolving and the businesses that don't stay up like up to date and don't adapt are the ones that get left behind. So what we see is that the successful business owners are lifelong learners that are consistently seeking knowledge, seeking skills to improve their business. And they quite often work with a coach or coaches to either fill gaps in their business or to talk about their business growth or to help get them to that next level, whatever that is for them. Whether it's even about helping them find the vision for their business or teaching them a roadmap or structuring that out, whether it's 
hiring a coach, buying a book, listening to a podcast, whatever it is, the most successful business owners never stop learning and never stop investing in their business. I wish I absolutely always invested in new stock in the business, invested in new staff in the business, invested in growing on that level. I would speak to mentors. I would get as much free advice as I could get, right? I would claw the internet and get as much free advice as I could get. And I and to an extent, I would read a couple of books on marketing, on SEO, etc., to improve my skill set. But I wish that I had invested cash much earlier into my business in the things mm. I wasn't so strong at. So in the and this is in my bridal business. This is in this business. I wish that I had invested money into a coach that was going to hold me accountable, that we could sit and look at the numbers each and every single week that would help move me forward in the direction I needed to go inside of our business. Okay, so the fifth thing that we see in these these big six-figure-plus business owners of what they are doing is their mindset. The general character traits of these successful business owners is that they are disciplined, driven, focused, and they're really self-motivated. And I think if you want to be hitting those six figures in the future, you've got to be committed to becoming that person that you need to be in order to be successful. I would go as far as saying you even start giving those vibes up already. Start yeah. walking around like you're already there. Sometimes this is about it. And I think this is some, a saying that we say inside of our business is what would a six-figure business owner do when we are struggling with how to make a decision inside of our business? What would a six-figure business do? What would a seven-figure business do in this scenario? And that helps us to find. But what we find is building a business and getting to our next level, whatever level that is, requires more than you are doing currently. It's just fact. And the more doesn't have to fall on your shoulders. You can outsource, you can delegate. And a lot of these businesses will outsource and will delegate. And we have a roadmap inside of our WebPro CEO program where we talk our coaching students through every single level from naught to six figures of what to implement in each stage in order to reach that next stage, right? And yes, business sometimes requires long hours. It sometimes requires dedication. Sometimes it requires discipline. Sometimes it requires letting go of things, you know, empowering your team or outsourcing something inside of the business so that they you can home in on your skill and you can hone down and focus on what it is that you are really good at. But what we also see is that successful businesses aren't discouraged too long by setbacks. I listened to something that Stephen Bartlett said this week, and he was like, successful businesses are 5% strategy, 5% skill, sorry, 95% consistency. And, And this is exactly what we were saying that, it's about getting up, showing up, putting in the work daily or weekly or whatever that looks like to you. Putting in the mindset work, checking the banking, understanding that success doesn't come overnight, but actually it's about being consistent and putting one foot in front of the other and knowing that those small goals will ultimately help you reach that bigger goal. If you're hungry for growth and you are hungry to learn, And, you know, you're willing to expand yourself in all those ways that you need to in order to be that version of yourself. You will be 
successful like it will happen but I will say that sometimes I do talk to people who are like this who sit in that little bit of an excuse camp now I don't want to offend anybody but sometimes I can't do this because that you can do this you've just got to expand yourself and maybe learn a new skill Uh, it might take a little bit of effort and discipline but you can I actually do believe and I do say this to my kids all the time like you can literally do anything that you want to achieve you can do it whether you've just got to do the things that you need to do to get there and if you don't know how to do the things go and speak to the people that do go and look at people who've been where you are that have made six seven figures or that have got to that next level whatever that next level is for you we spoke on our previous podcast about wanting to have a small and mighty smaller mighty business so maybe it isn't about you reaching six figures and beyond maybe that's not what you want to do but if you are somebody that is thinking I want to get to that next level or I want to take consistent bookings I want to move away from my part-time job I want to quit my full-time job and concentrate on my business fully or you want to be attracting higher higher paid clients higher weddings more luxury into the market some changes need to happen. Like you need to sit down and strategize and look at what changes need to happen. Do I need to have a conversation with the people I live with at home and say, we need to be pulling our weight here, guys, because I'm spending a lot of my time when I should be at work, picking up your dirty clothes off the floor or putting the washing in or cooking the tea five nights a week. And some of the time I've got to work or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's saying to your kids and this is something that my kids absolutely need to learn is that when I've had a tough day at work, I picked them up from school, we fed them, we took the dogs for a walk, we've played for a bit, whatever it is, and then it's bedtime. That is mummy's chill time. It's not the time. And mummy needs that chill time so that tomorrow I can get up, I can be present for my clients, I can be good at my job, and I can come at my job with 100% focus. And my kids are awful at leaving me alone. They're yeah, awesome. yeah, mine are. And it's just about setting those boundaries. We're awesome people. Well, but- that's it. Who wouldn't want to spend time with us? Who wouldn't want to? If you have that mindset of, I know I'm not this now, but I know I can become it, then you will and can completely transform yourself. If I look back at my life, Jesus, I couldn't even speak on the phone. I couldn't put a sentence together. And because I've worked on my personal growth over the years, and actually, probably more so these last two, three, four years have achieved more in my life than I've, I would have ever achieved. And that is by having that drive and that motivation and putting one foot in front of the other and quite often feeling uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, for sure. And I think the opposite way for me, really, like I've had to learn to slow down, that everything doesn't need to happen right now, that rest is important and burnout is atrocious and I never want to be in that place again and learning that slow is still a pace and yeah that's how I want my life I want my life to be chilled and slow and for us to experience nice things etc and that we're not in competition with anybody else you're literally not in competition with anybody else it's not about you looking and thinking the wedding planner at the road is doing this so what? You don't know the ins and outs of her bank account. You don't know the ins and outs of her business. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what her costs are. Her costs might be loads more than your costs or her costs might be nothing. She might have a husband at home pays for absolutely everything. It's so easy for us to compare to other people and that needs to stop. And it's actually something that we don't see at the high level. We don't see people comparing. 
stay in their own lane. They focus on what they need to focus on. They're only in competition with themselves. They track where they're at. They look at where they've come from. They know where they're heading. And exactly what you've just said, there's nothing special about that. Everybody can do it. It's just about refocusing and really knowing where you're headed and putting in the work. Now that work doesn't need to be 24 seven, but you do need to put in the work. Nobody gets successful doing nothing. It just doesn't happen. It's not going to come to you. You've got to go and get it. So the last thing that I kind of notice all these six figure plus biz owners have got is that they aren't reactive to the things that are going on in their business. As in, it can be a huge roller coaster one day, like you're up there flying and the next you're falling and you can feel a little bit up and down all over the place all of the time. But no matter what these business owners are doing, even if they're not making any progress and things aren't going well, they're not reacted to it. They assess the situation, come up with a plan, they implement the plan and then they move forward. This is something actually that I've had to learn to do is that I always let my emotions like get in the way of like business or have done, but I've had to go, okay, what would a six figure business owner do? What would a six figure business owner do if something's not going the way that we need it to? And that really helps me take that emotion away from it. I think something that kind of helps with this is that it's tracking the data. And I know that it's not good and it's not sexy. And it can, it can stop these panic moments. So if you know inside your business that you are always quiet in March, you can plan for that. And then when it happens next March or it starts to quieten down at the end of February, you're not in panic mode because you've already got a plan in place. Hang on, every March we're quiet. I've already planned for this. There's money in the bank that's going to keep me going. And I know that April, May is going to be absolutely booming. Or you can put in an offer or you can do loads of networking or outreach or whatever it needs you need to do in those months. So it's about having that foresight, but also looking back and collecting as much data as you possibly can in order to be able to make informed, excuse me, sorry, informed choices and informed decisions in your business. And we're not just reacting to things. So when we're reacting to things quite often, we'll be constantly changing our strategy. You'll be constantly changing the way you speak to your clients on social media, the way that you go after your clients. You'll just be trying this, trying that, trying the other. And I've been there, I've done it, I've made that mistake. And because these people don't ever see things through, they're just, I'll try this, that's not working. I'll try this, that's not working. I'll try this, that's not working. It's a horrible place to sit in because you're just constantly in panic mode. Yeah. You're constantly feeling like you're failing. You're constantly feeling like your business isn't running properly or you're doing something wrong and you don't really know what it is. But actually, usually it's that you're not sticking with something. You're not being consistent. You're not sticking with it and you're not seeing it through. And we definitely see the success in the people that see it through. So the people yeah. that join the programs, the people that do the power hours, that then go away and put in the work consistently. They, there's no panic because there's a plan in place. They're following it. If things aren't going as well as they could do, well, we can go and look at the data. We can go and track the data. We can go and see. We can have conversations with the clients. We can, and they're not scared to do that because you know there's a plan. We're following it. There's we've got a support network around us, and we're constantly reassessing that and looking at it and saying we know that this month is going to be quiet so what can we do to make sure it's not so quiet what can we do in this quiet month so that we're refreshed and ready to take charge next month and I think exactly what you said being reactive 
not only is it not good for your head, it's really horrible place to be in to be like scrambling for the next pound that's coming into your business it's horrible and I can absolutely a million percent relate especially as somebody that's run a business and started a business with staff and as a single parent worrying about that next pound and where that's coming from I can 100% relate and it's not nice but I think it's also about those people don't see things through they don't stick with anything long enough for it to become a success it's not that is I'm going to buy that course. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to read this. And I've got this next big idea. This is what's going to make me successful. And exactly what you said, it, reactive is not the way to get success. No, it's not. And even when it comes down to things like your, your social media strategies and your other business strategies, they aren't going to be a huge success overnight. It's going to be a case of giving things time to pan out. We, when we did social media management, we wouldn't take anyone on left than three months because at, by the three month mark that's when you actually start seeing the longer term results and that is what it is about there's no point kind of creating a strategy doing it for three weeks and then go nope this is not working on to the next you've really got to grit your teeth stick things out and exactly what you said like it can be difficult when things aren't going the way that they should be in your business but reach out reach out to us book a power hour with us and get some support put your big girl and boy pants on and push through even the hard times that takes you back to that investing in the business yeah some of the time you just need somebody else's eyes over things and it can be a hundred quid and I know people can be really against investing that money but I think look at the ROI look at the return on investment if by spending that 100 pounds your coach or coaches or whoever you go to for this advice are able to solve something in your business, whether that is increasing your visibility or spotting a gap in your sales process that you're closing more clients. What is your average wedding spend? What, how much is your average wedding that you sell? What's the average package? Usually it'll be like eight, 900 pounds at least, depending on what you do and what spectrum you fall in. Some of the time it's two and a half thousand per wedding. A hundred pounds seems nothing. If you're going to get a 900 pound if you're going to get one booking from that, and that's unlikely, the likelihood is you're going to get more than one booking. If you know you hired somebody to fix your sales process so that you know how to close better, or you are setting up an email list that is going to pay time and time again in the future because you're always going to be able to retarget people that hit your website. You're going to be able to retarget people that come to your social media, that you meet at wedding fairs. Whatever it is, whether it's your visibility on social media, whether you're not being seen on social media, and that, that's the way you're going to get more bookings. That £100, like what is the average spend that people spend with you? It's going to be more than £100, isn't it? And what is fixing that hole doing for your business? And I think that's the way to look at it. And we've invested big in our business this year, hasn't it? But when we do, guess what? We're accountable. We put in the work. We go away. We put in that plan. And we make the money back quite quickly don't we because we're so geared up so motivated I can't believe I so wish we would have invested in coaches sooner honestly I love it we love it right they're the things that we've noticed we've spotted maybe you've spotted some other things if you have feel free to let us know if you have loved this episode or love listening to our podcast and want us to do more I'm sure we're going to do more anyway because we absolutely love it 
but share with the word pro that you don't pop and share on your Instagram stories, tag us in at the wedding business hub, wedding underscore business underscore hub and let us know that you're listening. We'll reshare that and it just helps other wedding pros find us as well. Maybe somebody that can't afford right now to go and invest in their business yeah. in a big way. There are definitely tips and strategies that are going to help them get to the point where they are able to inside of their business. So we would absolutely love it if you could do that. That'd be amazing. And yeah, hopefully we will hear from you really soon. If not, we might even see you at WordCon in November. We're so excited for that. We aren't we? Have a lovely rest of your day slash evening and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.